Welcome to the DBS Films Podcast, a behind-the-scenes look into making indie films. Learn from DBS Films about their process, tips, and fun stories that all come with making multiple movies a reality. Hey everybody, welcome to the DBS Films Podcast. My name is Kellen, with me as always is my brother Brendan. Together we make movies with DBS Films. Today's episode, we're going into part two on our tips for acting. And really, the big one is just going to be basically giving you guys advice on set, what we look for with our experience in making 13 movies now. I do have a little bit of acting experience myself, but I will definitely not consider myself an actor when it comes to the grand scheme of things. So really, we just kind of wanted to relay what we see and what we you know, find is the best way to work with people on set. As always, if you want to be part of our audition process, super easy. All you got to do is uh, download the Discord app and join us at DBS Films. You'll be able to audition for each and every movie we make from now until the end of time. So really, part two, we want to talk about you got the role, you're on set, you're coming out and what we are looking for. So, you know, really, I think the big thing that we want to start off with is pre-production is something that we found actors really do enjoy. You know, we were kind of almost like, hey, I wonder if it might be a little bit too much. But the more we've done pre-production, the more the acting and talent has really kind of seemed to enjoy that process. And I think Again, this is all different because some studios might have a completely different approach to this, which I think is, you know, one of the hard parts of being an actor. But we are very flexible when it comes to the script and the ideas. You know, for us, it's as long as you're hitting the main points, we are more than happy. We actually encourage you to give us some feedback to make it more of your character. The reason for that is it's going to be more natural. You know, I think a lot of times if you look at our past movies, there's actors saying lines that just for whatever reason doesn't fit their character because they wouldn't say that personally and it comes out awkward so do you want to talk about how our philosophy when it comes to pre-production the lines the script and all that really leaves it open for a lot of interpretation and we actually embrace that concept when it comes to working with our actors yeah so as an actor if you get the opportunity to do pre-production you've really got to do as much as you possibly can what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it i am 100 on on board on the belief that your acting, your ability, and everything when you get on set happened already in pre-production. The amount that you put in pre-production, I've seen a 100% correlation to how much the actor put in or how much the work the actor put in pre-production and the performance when they actually get on set. Um, at, when you do pre-production, make sure you have a ton of notes, you have a ton of questions. The one thing that I really try and instill in actors heads is listen your job is to give me feedback is to give me notes and then let me filter that you know you can give me as many different options and ideas as you possibly can and let me decide which ones i want to use and which ones we kind of just you know kind of want to throw away now the caveat to that is you can't get hurt if your ideas don't make the final script but i think giving the director options giving them feedback is absolutely crucial and it should be part of your job as an actor. You really need to be able to flush a lot of this stuff out. When I write these movies, you know, sometimes it's very difficult to see the trees from the forest. I'm focusing on the larger production, the overall movie. And the actors have the ability to focus just on that one character. So they're very good at finding plot holes. They're very good at finding character inconsistencies. They're very good at finding issues. And you know, I always say like the script, having multiple actors and multiple people's eyes on the script is going to be 
the difference between making a script good and you know making a script great and it's your responsibility to give that feedback to the directors and producers and if the directors and producers are kind of getting butt hurt that you're giving them bad feedback or something along those lines then you know they are probably not the best uh directors and producers i always want to have feedback um the motto on our set is if you see something say something um, and a lot of times, a lot of actors have brought up small little things that have made a big difference in a lot of these movies. So if you have the opportunity, opportunity as an actor to, to do pre-production, really you know, treat it like a job, take a ton of notes, ask a ton of questions, it'll make the director more comfortable with you, it'll make you more comfortable with the character, and I just think you're going to have a better performance when you finally get on set. Yeah. And again, you know, each production is different, which I think is going to be one of the harder things when it comes to being an actor is you have to learn to adapt. But at least for us, and I think in general, if you can get any kind of wiggle room to make it closer to something more natural to you, you're most likely going to go ahead and give a better performance. So next big thing is going to come down to something that, you know, was honestly very shocking for us um, in the very beginning. And I think now that we have more committed talent when it comes to just them being part of our community and the process and things like that, um, know your lines, really read and know your lines, know the script itself. Um, again, I think this was more of an issue uh, in the past when we we're doing less pre-production and things like that. And honestly, one of the reasons we started doing pre-production very heavily is so that we could at least just sit down and have them read the script. But there was a lot of times, I think early on, especially in like the Hateful Eight, where you know, people would have no clue what their character is really doing, no clue what the act is. And again, this is, again, our, I would say our process as we scaled up, we've been able to get much better actors, but it was something that was very surprising was you'd get people on set and, you know, they just wouldn't really know their lines. And I'm not saying, you know, perfectly memorize them. Like, you know, you have some time before the scene to do it, but there's a lot of people who just did not read the script that we would sent out. And I think just to me, that's that's showing up without doing your homework. And if you do that, it's going to be very apparent right away. Yeah, the reason that we invested so much in pre-production was because I was finding that actors were not reading the scripts, which is just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's literally the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard of in my life. But it happened multiple times and it kept happening. So now literally... Um, our pre-production is about three or four heavy touches. The first one being going over the character in depth, just on a top-down basis, what the character's goals are, what their motivations are. And I ask the actors a lot of questions about their character to see if they can kind of fill in the blanks, but also to make sure that they're reading the script. The second touch is we'll go over the dialogue. They'll do like a uh, read. I'll read with them. We'll kind of try and fix up the dialogue. That's kind of sticky that just like Kel said before, it doesn't sound natural to them. And we'll, I'll try and make uh, changes on the fly to make it more natural. Um, then the third touch, we go over the dialogue again. And then the fourth touch is usually, we kind of bring all the actors together or we do group breakout sessions, but each time I'm going through the script. So the actor is going to go top down character basis on the first zoom, then three script read throughs going forward. If they don't do any other pre-production than that, then I'm still comfortable with them because they've read it. They understand it. There shouldn't be any issues uh, moving forward. But for most actors, especially the ones the last couple of movies, um, they've done a really good job of, taking notes, cons constantly sending me feedback, constantly sending me questions right up until the shoot. 
And this allows me to do more improv stuff. You know, I feel more comfortable allowing the actors freedom to change up their lines, to change up their delivery, to give me more options so that when I'm shooting this thing and when we wrap and we go to post, I don't have seven takes of the same thing. I have seven different takes that all make sense on the construct of the character that that person is. The only way you can do that is if your actors know, understand, and really feel and identify with this character. The only way you get that done is by doing heavy pre-production work. Exactly that. So that is a big one. Make sure you know your, make sure you read the script, please. That's that's the biggest one because you understand then how everything falls together. And those little things are going to be very important when working with, um, you know, the entire team. So I think the biggest thing, you know, when it comes to being on set, and this is one of the things that I always strive for and just kind of getting across is one of like the big points is I actually think your final performance is really dictated heavily in editing. I mean, you know, we, we go through it a lot in the sense of basically what the, the clips are that we can actually use, but I think it's a reflection. It's a, it's a, it's like almost like the tip of the iceberg of what your actual performance is when you're on set. And the big thing I want to kind of talk about is every single time you have a take, your goal should be trying to get that take as good and usable as possible. What ends up happening a lot is, especially earlier on, now we are getting better. We're getting better at working with our team. We're getting better at a lot of different things, so it's not as bad. But again, the first you know eight movies that we made, there is a lot of scenes where we had one usable take, really. And... A lot of times on set, it's usually your fourth, fifth, or sixth take. That's kind of like the good one. You know, We're, we totally understand you might flub a line here and there. Those things might happen. But if you're an actor, and no matter what, every single time you're doing a scene, it takes you seven or eight takes to get to that final scene. We're typically using the only scene that you were good in because you couldn't get through the entire, the entire rest of the dialogue. So just the only scene that's actually usable. On top of that, you're working with other actors. So if those other actors are kind of flubbing the lines too, then that's basically limiting your performance as well. And almost the way that I think about it as an actor is you want to try and set it up so you have as many usable takes as possible. And those takes are all of that same quality. So I think more important than being able to give a good performance, being able to give a set standard of a performance is super critical on set. And it's something that I think I notice way more than the final product. You know, there have been some actors who have been complete nightmares to work with. Again, you know, I think everyone on our team has been really good, but like we have had one or two in the you know hundreds of actors we work with that have really been major liabilities to the production in the sense of moving forward. Those actors had an absolutely fantastic performance after we edited them together. So it's really one of those things where you almost, the actual performance you see on set is like that tip of the iceberg. And really what I'm looking for on set is how consistent are you in delivering those lines in usable takes, not only by yourself, but with the group. So you're not the one slowing down production. Yeah, I think um, even if you do miss a couple lines or if you miss uh, like a dialogue beat or if it's still not your best performance, you got to power through it because there's always little sections that I can use you never know um, just reactions I could, you know, use in editing. Um, I think our skill as a production house, I think editing, I think we're much better than a lot of people. I really think that are our screenplays as good as other people? I don't know. They're pretty solid in my opinion. 
our productions um, obviously are hurt uh, by the lack of budget. So like we don't have the greatest and best gear. What we make up with uh, our lower budgets is just our, our hustle and our ambition. But when it comes to editing, I really do think we have a major competitive advantage. I think our editing and our ability to use what we have and make the best movie possible with the footage that we get on our super small budget and our super condensed timeline is really, really good. But it's a twofold process. Like the actors have to give you that material. I just can't manifest good performances out of nowhere and put them on a timeline. Like you have to be able to give me good performances, like Kel said, inconsistent takes. And I do think we're getting very good at this. And I'm not really sure where the change came from, um, whether or not it's just like my directing style, if we're working with better actors or just... I think we're all getting better together because I remember going through the devil in the room, going through the Morgan estate in the earlier movies, there was maybe 30 seconds of good clips and we had to use that. And there was like one take and there was like, this is what we have to use. We have to put it in the movie and there's no change in it where now I have eight clips that are all very usable, that are all great. And I have the ability to manipulate the movie, how I see fit. And I think that's the difference between girl and cabin 13 and the first hateful eight. Um, and it just get it's getting better and better. Um, you know, Shapeshifter was a, a nightmare to edit only because it was a very technical movie, but I had everything I needed to be successful in that movie. I probably had too much stuff. I probably drowned myself in amazing footage. So I think that as an actor, you gotta give it to the, you gotta give the director what he wants, you gotta give the editor what he wants. Um, and we're getting better into the forest was a fantastic movie to edit. Really enjoyed editing this one. And the Roger project is just from what Kel's telling me and from the footage that I was like looking at, you know, we have everything we need to be successful. And that is what you want. When you finish that movie, you want to have everything you need to sit down at the editing table and make the decisions that you want. You don't want to have to be stuck against the corner saying, oh, this is our only take. It's not very good. And we have to use it because the se the seven other ones were just not good. Yeah, I mean, that that really is like the biggest difference from like, the, I would say the hateful eight editing process to now is the choices are what can actually make this work to what is the best. And as you were mentioning, what is the best is a tricky, tricky question, because you just kind of sit there and you're like, ah, I'm not quite sure. Whereas when you have limited footage, you kind of force yourself to make it work. So really, that's the big thing, in my opinion, is that consistency element more so than just the actual individual performance. That being said, Here's the biggest thing, in my opinion, that dictates if we're going to look to get someone back or not. How is your attitude, morale, and efficiency on set? And again, this is tip of the iceberg. You're not People watching the movie aren't going to see how you're acting on set. They aren't going to see if you are upbeat, if you are negative, if you're like, oh man, I'm so tired, or all of these things. And we do our best. We really do. We try and say, listen, this is going to be a hard shoot. We are going to work long hours. This is what it's going to look like. Fight for your sleep. Let us know what foods you want. Let us know what caffeine you want. We try and put you in a position to succeed as best as possible. And I think, you know, we do a really, really good job in the sense of, you know, outlining this. And I think people, you know, they might not be used to this amount of work because it is a lot of work on set doing all of these things and things like that. And when we talk about breaking is breaking in, in our opinion is, is there's multiple levels of it, but basically the big break is if you're just like, Hey, I, I can't do it. I'm done. And again, we've had that happen with some of the earlier movies and those movies production got delayed 
things went wrong. So like, you know, it was kind of a twofold street. Now we do a really good job of making sure production stays on schedule and those things. So really it's just kind of understanding that's going to be a lot of work and you have to put in a lot of effort into it. But I think the biggest difference that we look for is, you know, it's a lot of work. Did you get it done and you were moping the whole time or did you get it done and you're upbeat and on top of that, you're adding to the positivity on set. And I think this is the biggest reason why we've leaned so hard into the, we make movies for our fans with our fans, because every single time we've casted someone from the discord, they're above and beyond. They do everything that we can possibly ask and they're eager to help out with it you know we always point to howard as aries is one of the biggest ones but i mean alessia uh kaylee irish i can basically michael i can go through all of the ones that were from the discord from our last shoot and essentially say yes each and every one of them they put the hard work in and they had a positive effort and that's what's remembered because here's the thing we're going through the same thing. We're working, you know, typically we're working longer hours than these people. Like we always are, you know, we're usually having to do work before and after on top of the work that we do during the set. So we understand it's a lot of hard work and there is a huge difference if someone starts complaining versus if someone's bringing that positivity. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're looking for actors who want to come on and give it their all and have a great time doing it as well. The the fastest way to never get invited back to a set is to complain. That's it. Like, yes, they're difficult. Yes, you can be tired. Yes, you know, it's it, you could have mental uh, like breakdowns, um, but you can go in your room and get it all out of you. Don't do it on set because there's a lot of momentum on set. And all it takes is for one person to start moping, to start saying how tired they are and how, you know, how these long hours are starting to physically and mentally wear them down. And then it gets everyone else like starting to think about how tired and mentally, you know, exhausted they are. And I try my best to flush these things out beforehand, but everybody says, Oh, working 12 to 14 hours is not a problem. It's easy. I can do it. And man, for doing that for seven days in a row, a lot of people cannot do it. They just can't do it. And it's difficult. These shoots are very, very difficult. They are not easy. But if you're an actor for the seven days that you're on here, you're doing what you love. You got to have a good time. And the guys I bring back, all the actors I bring back, I was so excited to have Stu back because he was such a joy to work with on Girl in Cabin 13. And one of the reasons we brought him back was because he has a great attitude. And the people who have had issues on our sets, who have complained, who have you know had physical breakdowns, who get eight to ten hours of sleep and then still complain that they're tired, unfortunately, we just they're not a good fit for us moving forward. And if you're an actor, you gotta gotta just you know pull pull yourself up by your bootstraps and put a smile on your face and just kind of tough it out for seven days, um, because that's just filmmaking. You know, you can't. It's hard for me when an actor is complaining and they had been in their room for the last 12 hours, they've had plenty of sleep. We always have great snacks and everything. And then we have Dylan running around on three hours of sleep, carrying everything and his little dolly through the woods. Like, it's just like, you just can't have that kind of stuff. And we've been very fortunate with a lot of the actors that we worked with have been absolutely phenomenal. I say 99% of them have been absolutely phenomenal. And maybe the 1% that had kind of issues, you know, we were still learning ourselves um, how to make a movie. The production wasn't as smooth, but I'm just saying um, if you're an actor, you got to really be good to work with. And I think that carries 
as much weight as your performance you can give on screen is, you know, how much fun you are to be around, what's your attitude and what's your morale, because it is like a team building exercise. You want team players, you want everyone to kind of hype each other up. And I really think that's how you make a good movie. I mean, 100%, I'll straight up say you could have the best performance ever, but if you had a poor attitude on set, you will, I, I will pass and veto on you 100%. And again, you know, like I said, it's hard. I understand it's it's not that, but then, hey, you're just showing it's not for you. And I think really the biggest example of kind of something like that is, you know, a, a negative morale and a negative attitude puts a whole shadow on the entire crew and a positive attitude and a positive mentality upbrings the entire picture. And I think one of the biggest kind of examples that, you know, I can think of for something like this is, you know, we always try and keep the actors top of mind when it comes to what we're doing. So when we're making a movie, if someone has a real grumpy or negative attitude for something, what are we going to do? We're going to try and get them wrapped and done. We're going to try and get them done with the scene. Let's just get it done there or whatnot. If someone has a positive or upbeat attitude. What's going to happen? Well, they're going to be basically encouraging us to do more. I think Irish is an amazing example of this. We had Irish basically do a whole bunch of different stunts and stuff as a zombie. He was throwing up Campbell's soup that we had for him as like kind of a vomit gag. And he was like, what do you want me to do? How about this? What about the blood like that? Like all of these different things he was eager and willing to do. And that makes the production better versus if we're just trying to wrap and get you done and get you out of here, the production's going to suffer. So to me, not only is it going to reflect, you know, on you in the sense of getting back, it's also going to make you look better in that final cut for it. So that's, that's a super critical, important one to me. You know, I, I really think your attitude on set, I would even wager, you know, try and go above and beyond, you know, and really, I think as an actor, you should have personal skills when it comes to interacting. And, you know, I would say that you know, both my brother and me, you know, we understand kind of a leadership position, how you interact with people. And it's very easy, you know, start some inside jokes, compliment people, things like that. These are all kind of low hanging fruit to kind of open it up. And, you know, I think we had really, really great chemistry on, on our recent sets. And I think the great chemistry leads to a great reaction between the entire team. And it really kind of uh, shows up on set there. And I think it makes it really, really fun. You know, it, at the end of the day, this is something that becomes really fun. And I would say, I think a good sign for us is recently in the past pictures, a big feedback that we've gotten from all the actors has been, Hey, this has been a really, really fun time. Can I come back and do it again? You know, obviously for multiple reasons, but the big one is because, you know, it, it was a good time. And I think that's something that when you put in the work, yes, it's hard and you do all these things. Yes, but it can really be a, a fun time when it comes to that. So here's one of the additional things that I typically look for and that I really think is something that's really good and that stands out to us. And it's kind of in the post-production process of it. How much are you doing to assist us in marketing these movies? Now, again, you know, we have a marketing engine and machine. We have ads. We have, you know, a lot more followers than most people. But even just posting little things, posting things, taking pictures on set, doing things like that. I think that's something that we definitely notice right away. And I would highly recommend it. Now, obviously some sets might say, Hey, don't post anything or anything like that. We are the complete opposite ball game of that. We are post send, whatever. We have a Dropbox file of all the clips and things. We actively encourage it, but I think it is something that, you know, I, I definitely notice right away when we have actors posting things, tagging us because it shows them one, they're excited about the um, they're excited about it. But for us and in any indie studio, every single like and follow adds up, you know, 
it really is something where when we launch a movie, we love to see that our, our team is, you know, posting about it. They're, they're renting it, they're reviewing it. And if you are working with an indie film, this is so critical. And I think it's a really great way to make a lasting impression. It's almost kind of a little stamp on your performance by saying, not only did I do this picture, but I also want to help promote it. And I also want to do everything that I can to make sure that it succeeds. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, we're fighting for every single download that we could possibly get. And just having actors post about this stuff, you never know, you know, out of their friends who's going to see it, who's just going to, you know, rent it and purchase it. And, you know, all those things add up. We need as many rentals as we possibly can get. And, you know, it just helps out. And it it's really as simple as just, you know, reposting the trailers, reposting the cover art, putting up some behind the scenes stuff. It takes just a little bit of effort. And, you know, it comes back to you when these movies go up the charts, when they're, you know, top 10 on Amazon, that's great visibility for everybody who's been involved in this project. Um, So we do see the actors. We really like the actors to, you know, share this kind of stuff. Every single like, every single share um, is super important. So I do see that stuff. It means a lot. Um, Other actors see the stuff as well. Like when we're doing a casting, maybe the actors aren't really sure, you know, about us as a studio and they want to kind of see what other actors are doing. And if they go to our Instagram page and they're seeing, you know, really cool behind the scenes stuff being posted, you know, all the actors are still engaging. Well, if the actors are still engaging with the project, that means they probably had a good time on the project. So I do think it's important. I think it's a great way to, you know, just kind of help out the producers and the directors on this movie. It takes a couple of minutes. Um, just as simple as just reposting and sharing stuff is just all you really need to do. I do think that's a cool little hack, and I think it'll get you back on more sets in the future. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I can't tell you how many times either Brendan showed me a clip or I've shown Brendan a clip and we've been like, oh, look, they're a marketing machine. So it's really something where like we love seeing that. It's just, again, all those little touches. I think they add up a lot more than the actual performance does. I think the other thing is, is, you know, we like casting people that we worked with before because they basically know the language of a DBS set. So we're actively looking to do this. We're actively looking to kind of include this process when it comes to making these movies. And those are just a bunch of tips that we have to offer. Again, you know, uh, coming from us when it comes to acting, this is just what we're looking at as a studio that's actually, you know, making these movies, what we're looking for. If you want to have the uh, ability to go ahead and audition for any of our movies, all you have to do is be part of our Discord channel. That is DBS Films. And we look forward to giving you guys the opportunity to be in each and every one of the movies that we are making. But until then, have a good one.